this should let y'all know how I'm feeling today, what I got going on through my mind today. Bruh, I love this song. If you too young, you too young if you don't know the song. Hold on, let's let it not get off. Now let's get it all in perspective. For all y'all enjoyment, a song y'all can step with. Y'all appointed me to bring rap justice. But I ain't 5-0, y'all know it's Nas, yo. Great goose. So, let's put this, let me, let me put it like this. When you do these doggone podcasts, you figuring a lot of stuff out as you go, right? You trying to figure out, am I doing this podcast too much? Am I doing it enough? Do people like it? I don't even got enough to do analytics because it's very early in the process. But the point is, you know, I was doing two two weeks, right? And it was dope. I loved it. It was fun. But it was hard finding information. I was searching, hoping. Bro, you know what's bad when you got a photography podcast and you're on Baller Alert looking for topics. Oh, my gosh. Hold on, Nas. They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where the gangsters, where the dimes at? They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? So, with that being said, I decided to start a little mini series that we're going to do weekly, if it's necessary. Where I come in and talk about what all we missed over the last couple of weeks. And trust me, this is very important because I missed so much in the last week. So for those who do not know, because you probably haven't been on the show, I write, you know, of course, every podcast, they write down notes and things of that nature. And we kind of go over these topics. And I've been I forgot about all the topics I've been ranting about on Facebook, which is very interesting, because if you don't know, you should follow me on Facebook. Um, Look up. Never mind, I can't give you all that information because I'll be saying some crazy stuff on it. Anyway, you should look up Pain Exposure or No More Pie by Gavin B. Definitely follow the Facebook group. Welcome to this podcast. Um, Because one of the rants I was doing this week, and of course I missed this topic, was this doggone stranger session from this photographer with Heather and Baxter. Oh my gosh. Hand claps to the photographer first off. Hand claps to you. Matter of fact, let's find your name right quick. We got to give you hand claps. Um, shout out to Cassie Bailey, birth and family photographer. Cash register, you owe me a check now. Um, shout out to you because this stranger session, when I say blew the hell up, it blew up. Um, for those who do not know, Cassie Bailey, I'm guessing that's her name. She is a photographer that is based out of Virginia. Um, Shorty now has 30,000 freaking fans on Facebook, which I know for her, she is going crazy. So shout outs to her. Hand claps again because I'm about to tear this whole shit up and you about to hate me, Cassie. Cassie, I'm sorry. All right. I understand. I'm you you about to be mad. So you might want to leave now, Cassie. Cassie, shout out to you. I gave everybody information. Um, hopefully they go follow you, find you, all that. Now, let's get to Heather and Baxter. Did y'all not see how bro was grabbing ass through this photo shoot? Now, if you do not know, here's a little backstory. Um, Heather and Baxter, um, Heather is a mom of two. She's 23 years old, a mom of two. And Baxter is a military guy. And they met um, to, they answered an ad from Cassie's uh, photography site about, you know, doing a couple shoot, I guess. And, you know, which is dope because I want to say a couple of weeks ago, we talked about why it's important to come on here and look for, um, you know, why collabs are important. Sometimes you have to collab in negotiations and things of that nature and how to improve your photography. 
doubt that's some insight because Cassie took this to heart. She reached out, found two people. They reached out to her. And now here we are. These two people are um, they super close, right? You know, they come here. Excuse me. They're not super close. I was over here messing with some of my computer. So I got distracted. Anyway, back to back to the point. Um, these two individuals answered her ad and they show up to this photo shoot. Bruh, the first of all, the photography is fire. Second of all, I love how she used people of color. Um, I thought that was super dope. Um, and I was it was something glad to see. Um, and I'm scrolling through right now. She has a couple of interracial, but most of the people on her page are, you know, she got some protests pictures some people of color all right cool you know i changed this she got a lot of white folks a lot which i'm not mad at um the let me tell you why i'm not mad at that a lot of people i don't know what color or race or nationality or background cassie is but a lot of people shoot what they're accustomed to they're used to seeing just like a lot of black photographers has a lot of black clients so i'm not mad she has a lot of white clients however um she has a good little bit you know she has a good little mix in of people of color on her page which i'm not mad at so but it was cool because i see a lot of interracial people as i'm scrolling um it was definitely cool to see her use two people of color which i'm assuming is black if they not then hell this whole thing goes as shit but it doesn't matter because we're gonna say right now today black um backs are definitely like he okay backs might be a little mixed with something dang the point backs of black in this situation so it was definitely dope to see that um so anyway we got heather we got baxter they do this photo shoot and baxter grabbing ass they kissing which was interesting for me because when i'm watching it mind you i saw this on another girl who's not a photographer i saw this on her facebook page and she was like well geez you know if this is how strangers is meeting and how they first meeting go i can't imagine and baxter literally in there got his hands on her butt kissing um, which I don't have a problem with. None of this I have a problem with. I think it's all in good fun. Um, my only thing is, it's definitely Corona time. You got strangers kissing. I'm assuming they sign waivers just in case something happens too. Um, of course, anything that happens is, of course, you know, I guess Baxter would need permission to grab her, touch her, kiss her, whatever the case may be. We ain't even talking about that. What I'm talking about is that this bro was really grabbing ass. And I think if it wasn't a stranger session, I wouldn't, you know, if I seen it, let me put it like this. In my session, my engagement session, my wife pinched my butt. I On my wedding day, I was touching her. That's my wife, though. And we're going to get there in a little bit. <laughs> um, but that's not the point. The point is, Bax was over here grabbing ass and we going through there. And then I'm just like, yo, y'all strangers. I don't know how comfortable I'd be with, you know, encouraging these strangers unless they met before. But according to Cassie, this is their first time seeing each other and their chemistry is just amazing. So cool. So anyway, um, we're going to talk more about this on the next episode with Corey about something. Because for those who do not know, Baxter's wife has responded. I'm going to let that sink in. Baxter's wife has gotten on Facebook. And responded. Please pay attention to the next episode because we doing a deep dive on that shit. That this is absolutely amazing. Oh, we haven't even done the drops today. Well.
Welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast, a podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Now here's your host, Charlotte photographer, Gavin B. Can I just pay you an exposure? Hell no. And by the way, if anybody knows why uh, this roadcaster causes GarageBand to freeze and say it's writing too slow, please let me know. I got an old laptop. It's not, it's an iMac. Um, excuse me, it's a MacBook. It's pretty old. It ain't old, ancient, but it's definitely something that gets on my nerves, which is why um I get confused. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um I want to go back because I was supposed to do a deep dive on this. Um, because I got a lot of DMs, messages, issues, concerns about me encouraging photographers to negotiate within their business. Hey, I ain't afraid of the smoke. Smoke is good. Fire away. <laughs> um, however, I wanted to break this down. Shout out to Key. I want to say Key was the episode we did that on, which might have probably be around like 24, 25. Who knows? Check it out. Uh, can't be that because that's when Teak was on. Anyway, it was about it was one with Key and we talk about negotiating your business. And I kind of want to break that down. Um, it's important to note that I did a terrible job of notifying everybody that when I was talking about negotiating your business, I was talking about it from two standpoints, which I did a horrible. Let me state again. I did a horrible job of breaking it down. And so I want to speak to two groups of people. I want to speak to people that's a photographers or anyone that owns their own business. And then two, the people who work for an owner. Let's start with two. Let's start with those who, you know, and a couple of people that's listening. You have a nine to five. You work for an owner. And then you also have a um, and you have your own business because you may be a photographer, a videographer, artist, whatever the case may be while you're here. That's not the point. Um, shout out to all my nail techs, my stylist that's out there, my makeup artist that's out there, things of that nature. Shout out to you, ladies and gents. Y'all the real MVPs. Anyway, um, let's speak about people that work for someone. A lot of times you need some a lot of times people see themselves as brands, as businesses. Me, when I was personally, when I was a marketing manager, I saw myself as a brand. Why? Because I was I did have my own photography um, business at that time. And I was reaching in DMs as a marketing manager from my own personal Instagram, but also creating and connecting with creatives that I knew saying, hey, I need you, blah, blah, blah. And I knew what I brought to the table. A lot of times, you know which was the issue in my last job, um, my owners, my bosses, whoever the case may be, they found out I was a photographer and that was a whole new can of worm, worms. So with that being said, I knew myself as a brand. Um, today, if you work somewhere, you more than likely should see yourself as a brand, especially when you're going in there negotiating. Now, when I was talking about this, you know, negotiating is not when you go in the office, you say, hey, I want to raise and you say, they say, okay, cool. And you go, all right, I want 10 cents more. I want $10 more. Okay, I want $10,000 more. Use time, it doesn't happen that way. But if it did, you shouldn't do that. Um, the reason why, because what if they have 20 cents more? It's $20 more. They have 20000 more to give you. But you say you only want 10 then boom, you see what happens. That's why I encourage everyone to ask that question that changes everything. What is your budget? You have to put it back on them. But then also, once they give you that number, then you can work around that because you might be working at a job where you make 50K 
and you might feel like I should be making 100K. You go in there and say, hey, I want 50K. They say, no, we got five for you. And you might feel so disrespected and you might leave, quit, do whatever the case may be, you know. But if they you say, hey, what's your budget? We have 5K, then you can know what you need to do. And then you can leave, you can adjust, whatever the case may be. Now, um, that's what I was saying there. Now, to my people that is, you know, creatives or they are, they do see themselves as a brand who actually you work for yourself. I want to speak to those individuals. Um, it's it's a lot of times we get approached with a lot of opportunities that we would love to do, that we have no experience in, that we want to do. But we don't know how to get paid for it because we do not. Nobody wants to work for free. Nobody wants to be paid in exposure. I know y'all love how I did that. <laughs> um, nobody wants to be paid in exposure. So how do you how do you get around that and saying, hey, how do I not get paid for exposure um, with exposure? Excuse me. So one thing I always say is if it's something you want to do, whether it's teaching a class, you know, last episode with Josh and Alex, we talked about mentoring and you know, instead of saying, hey, I don't I've never done that before. I don't know what to charge. Sometimes you have to look at it and ask the person, all right, what's your budget for this? Uh, you want me to come into a classroom and speak to this classroom? Public speaking. You want me to do that? All right. What's your budget? Sometimes they'd be like nothing. And then you can say, OK, cool. I got the experience. I don't have to, you know, do you know what type of investment you're willing to put in? But sometimes they might say, oh, our budget is you never know but then you can kind of then you can do your research and say hey is what am I supposed to be getting paid what are other people getting paid once you get your feet wet true story I'm in uh, Jessica's group shout out to Jessica building bloom y'all owe me a check thank you and a lot of people um there was a guy in this group and he said he um he was approached by a bride He'd never done a wedding before. And I want to say, don't kill me. I want to say he lived in India. And he asked the bride, what was the budget? Super smart. He had never done a wedding before. He really wanted to get into it. He asked her, what was the budget? She said, 1000 to thirteen. He said, cool. He wrote in the group, is this enough? Now, according to everybody in the group, including myself, no, it's not. And I don't believe in just because you don't know what you're doing that you should charge nothing you're the per hold on hold on before we get before we get there do not think for any second in photography you not knowing knowing what you're doing is an excuse of why somebody's not gonna cuss you out for not knowing what you're doing we have done this long enough most of us have done this long enough and we can attest to it you might as well charge what you want to get paid for something because whether you have the experience or not you can show them your portfolio or lack thereof. They're still going to hire you. They're still going to cuss you out just the same. Nobody, unless it's family, family might look at him like, all right, brother really didn't know what he's doing. And I took a chance. Cool. I ain't going to cuss him out. But everybody else, they cussing you out. So you might as well charge what you want to. He charged 900. I don't know how somebody gives you a budget of 1000 to 1300 and you say 900. I sent him my pricing information after that just uh, instruct him on how he should do pricing. But he ain't listen. So who cares? Um, Next thing. I think I did the drops. It does not matter. Oh, shout out to our new listeners. Shout out to our old listeners. Um, Shout out to people that follow me from YouTube. Shout out to everybody um, that is still an essential worker. Shout out to everybody that's wearing their mask. Just to give you all a heads up, I ran into 7up. Um, I did not have my mask on. The girl kicked me out the store for not wearing my mask. Cool. 
Not even mad at that. What I'm mad at is that she kicked me out. She wasn't wearing a mask. Anyway, so um, the next thing's up. Oh, by the way, if this is your first time, please make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow me. I am underscore Gavin B on Instagram. A lot of these podcasts, they're usually not just me. All right. Most of these, po- no podcast is just me unless it states it. This is a just me. So I got to give y'all a heads up. Um, For those who do not know, y'all know I've been talking about this camera forever. Literally been talking about this camera forever. The Canon R5 dropped. Um, Bruss four grand. Jeez. My gosh, man. Four effing grand for this Canon R5. Um, the specs is amazing on it. If we can pull it up real quick. Um, it has not dropped. If you go on Canon right now, it is um, it is up for pre-order to give people just a heads up. So just the body is for four grand. Um, I'm trying to find something that I actually know. It does shoot 8K raw. It does shoot um, 4K, which is crazy. Um, it has dual card slots, which was a must for me. I was not I don't care how bad this camera was. If it didn't have two slots, I wasn't getting it, um, which is dope. And then. uh Dual pixel CMOF. I don't know what the hell that means. There ain't no need even talking like I know. Um, but anyway, you can shoot 20 frames per second. Like that's with the silent shutter, which is crazy. Um, I'm definitely going to get this camera. However, one thing that bothered me was Canon release. So I, I'm I'm assuming Canon sent this camera out to some people that um, you know, that's more famous than I am, of course. Because a lot of people were doing reviews on this camera, which was super dope. But um, with that happening, a lot of people start coming out later talking about, hey, this camera overheats. And when you hear one person saying it, you might say, all right, bro, it's just one person, whatever the case may be. It might be that one. But when Canon has to release a statement on it, there's an effing problem. So for those who do not know, Canon um, wrote a statement. It's pretty BS to me, but whatever. It goes, the EOS R5, one of the latest additions to Canon's full-frame mirrorless camera line, offers class-leading autofocus with high-resolution, high-frame rate recording. That means nothing. We do not care about how great your camera is. Play, please believe we've been knowing about this camera for the last year and a half. You don't got to tell us that it's mirrorless, that it's leading in autofocus and high resolution it better be anyway um inevitably the combination of these features has the potential to generate some significant heat when you have to say it's significant you always shoot low when you talk about the you know when you when there's a problem with your brand this is marketing one-on-one when there's a problem with your brand and you have to address it you try to downplay it play it so the simple fact that they use the word significant lets me as a down player Let's me know how serious this is, um, which will limit recording time. Canon has taken several steps to manage the potential overheating, including magnesium alloy and an overheat control. I'm not going to read all that. So basically. Oh, <laughs> this is important to know. In regard to the installation of a fan, this, the decision not to install a fan within the body was made to maintain the eos r5's compact size lightweight construction and weather resistance so basically that's what i was trying to get to canon decided not to put a fan in this camera because they wanted to make it waterproof or weather resistant cool sounds pretty the problem is it's bs like because now they give you rules or you know um 
tips on how not to overheat your camera. So let me put this in perspective. If you record an AK for three minutes, you need to let your camera sit um, 10 minutes. If you record an 8K for eight minutes, you need to let your camera sit turned off for 20 minutes. If you record at 4K for 10 minutes, you need to let your camera sit for 10 minutes. That is the biggest crock of BS I've heard in a long time. And Canon should honestly be ashamed of themselves. I know in the group we talked about this. A couple of people didn't see it as being that serious. Um, to me, this is super serious. You do not get the let me t let me tell you this. When you work with brands long enough and you work in major brands like this, you understand that these brands do not make cameras to keep up. They make cameras to innovate. Sony was getting their ass kicked by Nikon and Canon, and they took it up a notch and said, OK, cool. You know what we're going to do? We're not going to chase you guys on making these big, bulky cameras that's heavy, whatever. We're going to tear y'all ass apart in the mirrorless camera range and they did that and that's exactly what's been going on as of late sony went in they said all right cool we got this y'all catch up so since then nikon has just not caught up and ken has been running after them trying to catch up and so is smaller brands they're trying to catch up with sony so when ken is doing this they're not doing this to catch up to sony they're trying to lap them so your version of lapping somebody can't be oh we created a camera but you need to however many minutes you you use the camera for video recording, you need to let it sit doubled at the time. No, no, no. It don't work that way. So in my mind, Canon, you don't get to charge nobody four grand for a camera body. You know, it's five grand if you want to get a lens, but you don't get to charge me four grand for a camera body and then get to say, oh, but you can't use the functions that makes it worth the four grand. A lot of people, you know, was hitting me with the, hey, you know, it's actually just a camera. It's not really meant to be recorded. No, no, no. If you get to tell me that you going to charge me five grand for a camera because I can do video recording, but then tell me, hey, it's not wise to video record with this camera. You don't get to charge me four or five grand for it. That's just my point of view. Um, let me know what y'all think. I think that was very important to know. I didn't get to talk about that with Teak. Shout out to Miss Peaches. M M Z underscore Peaches with a Z. Shout out to her. Um, to me, that was just ridiculous. Um, however, I do think it's a possibility to fix this simply because a lot of people do not have the camera. Nobody has it. It's on pre-order from my understanding. Um, let me do one little swipe right quick. I want to say it's on pre-order. So with that being said, with being pre-order, maybe it's something you can fix because this ain't the way. This ain't the move. This ain't that. Hold on. I'm about to see right now. And so it was just really just disheartening to hear that part because I when the camera came out, I was like, only thing I was caring about was the price. Hold on, I'm trying to see if you pre-ordering it. Let me see. Nah, bro, it's, it's here. No, it's on pre-order still. Excuse me. So the camera is four grand. And then if you need to get the insurance, it's an extra two hundred or three fifty. You better get the insurance. Um, trust me on that trust me get the insurance so that was just something interesting to me um to me there let me know what y'all think about that all right before we close out i try to make these things super quick um the next subject is something that i should have led with this episode i probably should have led with the last two episodes it was just that disgusting you know kanye going a little crazy right now and this has zero to do with kanye um 
But last night he wrote a tweet saying that Anna Wintour has been treating him unfairly. Let's just use that term because he's going to get whatever. Um, do I believe Kanye? Mm, yeah, actually, on her. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't know her. Never would meet her. Um, but you guys know how I've been feeling about Vogue for the last couple of uh, weeks. I had an issue with Vogue when they decided to do their Vogue challenge. Um, to me, it was BS because, like I said in the past, Vogue has a history of not caring about people of color that work for them. They have a culture, and it's, you know, from all the reports that's coming out, allegedly they have a culture where racism is high. You know, if anybody ever seen the Vogue Masterclass little YouTube thing that pops up, excuse me, they show Anna Winter walking around in her office with her shades on and her whole production team and people scrambling, which I do believe is a real thing. Because if you're going to shoot this movie, if Anna Winter comes into work, people is, is running, right? So I believe that was a real thing, but people knew like, okay, we're going to be shooting a commercial, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't see too many people of color, if anything. So there was reports coming out about Anna Winter, who is the chief editor of Vogue, Condé Nast, um, a bunch of other stuff. And the number one thing that people were talking about was, hey, she does not use black editors or she doesn't promote enough black editors and things of that nature. Um, then it came out that in the last 30 years, the only photographer that has, um, there's only been one black photographer that shot for them. And it took Beyonce to make that happen. Shout out to Beyonce. So we get through that and Inner Winter creates this Vogue challenge to promote diversity and to give people of color opportunity to bury what's going on with her. That's how I really feel. You idiots out there. Who went on and did this I'm sorry I'm gonna have to call out Sid You idiots out there who went on and Jumped onto this bandwagon Of the Vogue challenge Helped bury her history During during the times where Black people are getting killed Shot, murdered um, I just said two words that's the same thing That's not the point But black people, yeah that kind of be different But when black people are being murdered for nothing you idiots find the moment to say, hey, let's help an old white woman bury her racism and didn't even realize what was going on. But, you know, at first I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to say nothing because I thought it was like cool at first. And then I started researching this whole challenge because I'm like, dog, you don't never really. I Let me put it like this. It, it bothered me when Kim when Kim and Ye said that Anna Winter didn't want to put Kim Kardashian on the cover until Ye went and basically begged her. That that bothered me. A dude who's, especially black culture, fashion-wise, is super important, but then he got to beg for his wife, who is a person of color. We can dispute that all we want to, but, you know, to an extent, she's a person of color. Um, you You have a black man going to beg you for his wife to be on there, who, by the way, at that time in their life was She's probably one of the top five most famous people at this time, um, recognizable, just famous off name, whatever. Um, that bothered me. Then I look and I say, dog, this whole Vogue challenge, I'm seeing some dope covers, by the way. I'm not going to take that away. Shout out there. But, you know, a little shout out to a little bit of a couple of people that was doing it. Let's give you all a couple of hints. All right. That's all y'all get. Um, I thought it was super cool at first. So I'm doing this research and I'm like, yo, 
she doing this to help with diversity and a lot of people ain't recognizing you know then i get on twitter and people are like hey i'm black i used to work at vogue they racist as hell and the stories keep coming in and the stories come in so much that the pr people you know hey we've done this vogue challenge so to me it was bothersome so then let's speed up we get to this point and things die down for vogue because more people of color are killed shot and you know vogue has this cool thing going on where their story is getting buried right and hold on this is gonna be interesting what can one of us park in the driveway yeah you can park in the driveway you actually on a podcast right now if you want to say something to people what's popping all right Corey, i'm coming to get you yeah bye so for those who don't know, Corey's coming through, uh, which we're going to get his feelings on this. But hold on, let me go get Corey. All right, so we back. By the way, Corey came through, did what he needed to do. So it ain't like he's on this podcast. Sorry if you heard that part and thought he was dropping through. So anyway, <laughs> back to what we're doing. So what was going on is Vogue is getting bigger. Their brand is recovering amazingly because black and brown photographers everywhere is posting and plastering black people on a fake cover of Vogue. And Vogue is like thanking everybody. They're not sharing too much of anything. But, you know, it's helping them. It's bearing where you have tweets of people saying, hey, they don't promote, elevate, hire black folks. You also have 10,000 black people creating covers of Vogue around around this whole storyline which is an amazing thing that PR and marketing people do. Trust me, I worked in a marketing uh, office for a Fortune 500 business. It was amazing. Fortune 100, anyway. But the point is this. Vogue has to put out more magazines. So the next cover is Simone Biles, which, who is amazing, by the way. Hand claps for that black queen. Um, amazing gymnast not even amazing the best like let's just call it how we see it the best um a perfection a perfectionist at her craft like her stuff is amazing uh just to watch and she graces the cover of vogue however in my opinion i'm not here to just to debate if the simone bows uh deserve better You know, I know a lot of people talking about the lighting, which I wasn't too fond of. A lot of people, um, they felt like the cover could have been more inspirational or could have been better. It could have been shot better. The lighting could have been better. The editing could have been better. So much because now Vogue has all these, you know, glamorous covers of people would not a a drop. I really think that they go through smooth all these people's skin, does do the dodge and burn, blah blah blah, and then add pores back, right? Like it's just amazing the way they do it. No, it wasn't that. And I'm not even mad at the style that it was shot in. It was it could have been a lot better. However, my problem with all of this is Vogue went out and did what they always did. Got a safe white photographer. Now shout out to Annie I don't even know how to say your last name. Lubowitz. I don't even want to. Uh, I don't even want to butcher it. But, you know, shout out to her because she's an amazing photographer who shoots her style of shooting fit what she did for Vogue. That's why I'm not going to judge it. Do I like that style? Um, did I didn't like it done in that case. However, I've seen that style done by her many a times in his work. If you really feel like when you look at her photography, you can tell the story. <laughs> 
So I'm not here to butcher it and say, yeah, because I didn't like the lighting. I'll be honest with you. I didn't like the colors. But for me, her photography always tells a story. And it almost gives that behind the scenes of like, hey, here's a woman. And it goes along with her story about, hey, this is how she looks. This is how what she's forced to do. But here's the behind the scenes of how she truly feels. And I felt like the colors kind of depicted that. Now, if it wasn't, that wasn't the case, then shit. Well, then Vogue, then y'all messed that up. But anyway, that's what I got. And all art is up for interpretation. So I'm not here to bash that. I'm just mad that Vogue once again spit in black folks' faces and said, hey, thanks, but no thanks. That's exactly what they did with this cover. They told black folks, black photographers, black creatives everywhere, thanks, but no thanks. And that is bothersome. And I want all black photographers to lean in and really zero in because Josh said something crazy on the last podcast that I thought was just so brilliant. He asked us, he asked me and Alice, do we see our work as fine art? And I think it's something that we have to get into doing. Um, That's pretty much it for today. I'm potted out because I did two pods today. But anyway, and I think I got two pods tomorrow. And then one on Thursday or Friday, whatever the case may be. But the point is this. I want to thank y'all, man, for just listening, for coming through, checking it out. Um, I appreciate y'all. Let me know what y'all think. We the best music. We are the best. But uh, make sure y'all check out the pod. Um, share this with somebody. Let me know what y'all think and I'll let her hear it. Come with me. Leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop it, Gucci. Stop it, Louis V, Come with me. I wasn't a big fan of this song, but now listening to it, I like it. By the way, I got on Beats headphones, not the small ones, but the big joints. It sounds amazing in these joints. Wait a minute! You just go get ready, we go out, baby. Long time looking for the